Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Why don't you turn in your Bible to Psalm 92? In the NIV, it is good to praise the Lord. And make music to your name, O Most High. I think in the New American Standard Version, more literal from the Hebrew, it's good to give thanks to the Lord. It's good to give thanks to the Lord. And uh, I want to welcome everyone listening to us on our King's Cast As we come at the time of recording, this is uh, very much towards the end of of another year. That is uh, another one that has flown by. And uh, I want to lead us. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you to be involved in what we're going to do. So this is going to be maybe a bit more interactive than normal. Because in a moment, I want you to play your part because it's good to give thanks and um, this is how I felt the Lord wanted us to operate today to give thanks there are people who have all kinds of problems and all sorts of things happen to them and some are full of joy and hope and expectation who sometimes have the most terrible time and other people seem to have everything going okay for them but they can be quite moody or gloomy or you know pessimistic it's very very it's very very interesting how that happens and i believe one of the secrets of of being happy one of the secrets of in Bible language, having your joy complete is to be thankful. I remember going to a seminar once, which was on the topic of uh, uh, loving your parents, loving your mother, loving your father, honoring, you know, honor your mother and your father. And, um, And some of the people that were there had had lousy mothers or lousy fathers, or so they thought they had anyway, their view was their mum and dad hadn't been so great. That's not something that I could say, but some have that experience. And so the person leading the seminar said, if you've had a bad, you know, bit of history with your mum or your dad, you can find something to be thankful for. I never forgot that, that little phrase. You can find something. And I want to encourage us to find things in our lives to always be thankful for. If I was a little older than I am now, I could burst into a quick rendition of count your blessings, count them one by one. But I'm not going to do that, and Alan doesn't know how to play it. So we're doing okay. Alan, I'm going to need you in a minute, actually, so get those fingers ready but probably not that tuned. 
count your blessings one by one. See what the Lord has done. Something like that, isn't it? And I want to lead us as a church this morning as we, as we conclude our time together. In just a time of, of, of giving of thanks. And sometimes where we can be thankful in a corporate sense, you know, the words come up on the screen, Lord, we're so grateful, and we can all sing it, but it hasn't quite got anything specific tied to it. And I want us to, I want us to get a little bit specific today. Let's look at the Bible. What should Christians give thanks to God for? And if you put the word thanks into a, you know, an engine that will take you through the Bible, you'll find the words thanks to God or giving thanks or gratitude or grateful or those sorts of words. There's a whole load of them. I'm not going to go through them today. I've just picked out a couple that I hope will help us. The first thing we should be thankful for, when should we give thanks to God, is in the good times and the bad times. We're not supposed to just give thanks to God in the good times. And actually both good and bad seasons have their own temptations. In the bad times, you're tempted to lose your song or you're tempted to hold back on praising God because things aren't going so well. But actually, the Bible says that in good times, we can forget the Lord as well. And so when people have everything, they feel they don't need God. Or they say, by the sweat of my brow, I have, I have done this. And they, they can neglect God in that way too. So both a good time and a bad time have their own temptations for us to forget the Lord. But uh, here's Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. There's something about the power of not just praise and worship, i.e. singing the latest Matt Redmond song. Wonderful though that may be. But there's something about the heart being connected to that song. There's something about saying, I want to give thanks to God, even though this year has not gone the way I planned. By the way, is there anyone in this room whose year has gone the way they planned? Nobody! Except people who didn't have a plan. I love that about the, the story of uh, the guy going through the wood and they were, uh, they were firing arrows at trees and there was like a target on the tree and one guy came up and he saw that the arrow had gone right into the bullseye of the target on the tree. And the guy said, that's amazing. How did you manage to get the arrow right in the bullseye. He said, it's no problem at all. I painted, the, I painted it on after I fired the arrow. You can, uh, if you don't have a plan, then it can always come together. You know that. Now, for most of us, this year didn't go the way we thought. For most of us, some of the experiences we had this year are not ones we would have chosen at all. But God is good. I will bless the Lord. I will give thanks to God at all times. His praise shall continually be.
be in my mouth. The Apostle Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 You might not know what you have to do right now. You might not know how 2012 is going to shape up or whatever year it is you're listening to this on iTunes. Whatever the next season, you may not know how things are going to shape up. What am I going to do? I'll tell you what you must do. You should give thanks to God. You must do that. Because that's the will of God for you. And can I remind you that there's so much about the will of God that we feel we don't know. Why don't we just get right what we do know? And the other bits will probably all fall into place. In good times and bad times, we want to say, Lord, I want to thank you for what you've done for me. Third one here, just on this. Psalm 69, verse 30. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. I was saying to Jane last night, I think sometimes when we're going through a difficult time, the more we can praise him, the more we can be grateful for the mercies that are there, the more we bring glory to God. Last night I was listening to the brother of Princess Diana, and uh, I forget his name now, but the Spencer fella. And I was listening again to his speech at Princess Diana's funeral, where he gave thanks to God, he said, for the small mercies. And then he, he like listed them, that she was, she was beautiful and that uh, she was taken away at the when she was at her happiest, and all those sorts of things. He was like, he thought, I am going to look at this darkness, but I'm going to mine it for the gold. And I think we would do well to do that. In good times and in bad. And I want to say again, it's not just tunnels that tempt us away from praising God. Mountaintops can do just the same job. When things are so good, Why do I need to be thankful? In a moment, I'm going to challenge you to give thanks to God for his mercies on your life. I want you to start thinking about what what you could do. So we should give thanks to God when in good times and in bad. Number two, when should we give thanks to God? Well, before worship and in the context of prayer, We should give thanks to God. Enter his gates. We know these words very well, don't we? Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Sometimes we meet people, and maybe you are in this category, and we meet people from time to time who find worship very difficult. Somehow they just can't, Get involved like the person in the row in front of them or the person to the side of them. They somehow can't jump in. And I know some people are more exuberant than others. So we're not necessarily talking about how high your hand can go in the air. But 
But some people find worship very, very difficult. I want to suggest there's a key to worship. And that is you enter into worship with thanksgiving. If you're stood and thinking about your many woes or the many obstacles in your life where you're thinking about all sorts of things, my goodness, you're never really going to enter into the presence of God. But there's a password to get into God's presence. I heard a preacher say this once. I thought it was great. Just like there's a password to get into your emails, there's a password to get onto your computer, there's a password maybe to get into a a room at work, there's a password for the padlock on our gate. There is a password for worship, and it's thanksgiving. And you try and put anything else in that, and it's not going to open. Try and put anything else you like, it won't open. We enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and into his courts with praise. And I want to encourage you, if you find worship difficult, you've probably been using the wrong password. And guess what? You can't send an email to anyone asking them to reset it. God has established what the password to worship should be. Thanksgiving. Sometimes you want to take a moment in a service like this to stop singing the words and start to sing your own words. The Bible talks about singing a new song. Now, I'm not talking about in the middle of singing Silent Night, you're going to jump up and lead us in How Great Thou Art. But I mean your own, your own story, your own words that begins with thanksgiving. Lord, if I just thought about all the things you've done for me, Yes, I've got this problem and this problem and I don't know what's going to happen with this. And I don't know what's going to happen even for me this week. But I enter into his presence with thanksgiving because I see the small mercies of God. The rich mercies of God. And in prayer, the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about anything. Do you really think he managed to do that? Perhaps he did. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Do you know, you might find yourselves, and I might find myself, being more filled with believing faith if when we came to God in prayer, and now I'm talking about not praise, but prayer, I'm going to present my requests to God. There's all kinds of prayer, isn't there? But this is what he's talking about here. Bringing your requests to God. Why? Because you are anxious about things. That's what the whole verse is about. So here I am. I've got this problem. I've got this scenario. I'm going to pray about it. But what does Paul say we should do? We should come with thanksgiving. And if you could begin your many list, Lord, I need you to do this, I need you to do this, I need you to do this. If you could begin before you go on to all that. And by the way, the Bible tells us to ask for things. So we shouldn't be ashamed of doing that. However, if we could begin by saying, Lord, before I ask you for anything, I want to thank you for the things you've done. There's a man who is quite well known in this country as a 
traveling preacher for a while. He's a beautiful spirit about him and more elderly man. He once said that he, he kept a journal. And instead of like a diary, like, uh, oh, I did this today, I did that today. He used to write in it all the things he wanted to be thankful for. It was a book of thanks. So he, instead of, uh, it wasn't like a, an appointments diary. I guess he, being busy, he would have had one of those somewhere other place. But in this particular journal, this devotional journal that he wrote, it was just full of thanks to God. He thought of it, how can I thank God for this? And he would write his thanks in the book. I want to suggest to you that he's one of the happiest people you'll ever meet. It doesn't mean you'll never get run over. It doesn't mean you'll never run out of money. It doesn't mean that, you know, there's not going to be some problem with his car. It doesn't mean that he's never going to get ill. But there's something about being grateful that just brings the blessing of God. When should we give thanks? In worship and in prayer. And finally, number three, we should give thanks for our daily bread. There's a couple of verses that uh, we can bring up for this. First Timothy chapter 4, for everything God created is good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. And then, we could have done any, a whole load of verses like this. I just selected this second one here. Jesus took the loaves in John 6 verse 11. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to those who were seated. He fed the multitude there. We could have gone to all sorts of places where people gave thanks. Paul gave thanks. Jesus at the Last Supper gave thanks. Friends, um, there are certain... Christian traditions that perhaps need to find themselves consigned to history, but there are other Christian traditions that we should hold on to. I'm going to suggest to you today that one of the traditions we need to hold on to is the giving of thanks before a meal. Because most of us eat quite a lot per day. And certainly at the main meal of the day, to have a tradition in our home, in our family, uh, particularly, you know, if it's something that's going on inside your, your home, to have a tradition, to have a habit, a discipline that says, before I eat, I want to thank God for this food. I think that's going to do your spirit a lot of good. Because it's going to cause you, because guess, guess what? Most of us eat every day, don't we? It's going to cause you to be thankful on each and every occasion. It's going to create thanks in your life. Now, there's more to our daily bread than food. I want to be thankful for my friends. I want to be thankful for money or provision. Or clothing. I want to be thankful. That's what I mean by daily bread. You can, you can include food. But there's so much more. Giving thanks to God. Because this is God's will for you. In Jesus Christ. I think to be thankful is a sign of maturity. Don't you think? 
Isn't it fun when you, you've got your own young kids, some of you? Or if you haven't, you've certainly heard this. And you hear parents say this all the time. What do you say? <laughs> Maybe not as harsh as that. What do you say? And the kid looks like, I, I, I don't know. Can I have a lifeline? Can I phone a friend? What do I say? Oh, yeah. Thank you. And you know, those of you with young kids, you know that it's a sign of growing maturity when you don't have to say to them all the time, what do you say? And they just do it automatically. Today I feel like Today I feel like we're having a big session of, come on now, what do you say to us all? But what do you say? Well, you say thank you. Always giving thanks to God. Because this is God's will for you. In Jesus Christ. Here's a verse that God, and I'm finishing here, but here's a verse from First, First Chronicles 16 and verse 8. And I can't get away from this verse. I probably shouldn't have told you about this verse yet. But here it is. Because it's just sort of gripped me. And I wonder whether God is just tapping me on the shoulder for next year with this verse. Something for us to carry with us into the new year. Something for you and your family and your, your journey with God. This is what the word of God says. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. And make known his deeds among the peoples. Give thanks to God. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. I want to announce that today as a great verse from heaven to King's Church as we go into the new year. That we should call upon the name of the Lord. We should not neglect the place of prayer, that expectancy. And that we should not neglect the place of proclamation. We're going to make known his deeds among the peoples. But just for today, we'll do this first part. Give thanks to the Lord. I may not have everything I want. Life may not have gone the way I wanted. But you know what? I'm born again. All my sins are washed away. What money can purchase that? Nothing. God has given me his two most precious of gifts. His blood and his presence. And I can stand clean. I, I'm, I'm free of sin. Oh, I'm still making plenty of mistakes. and Failures and sin. 
But I'm free of the penalty. I'm free of its curse. Can you say amen? He's given me his Holy Spirit. He hasn't given me the best car, but he's given me the Holy Spirit. My name is written in heaven. Things that money can't buy. Things that I can't even purchase with my labor. It's all done for me. It is finished. Thank you for listening and we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.